Music City Spotlight with Annie Kennedy. Uh, she's going to play us a few songs on just her guitar. Annie, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Play us yeah. a song. All right. <laughs> Let's hear a song then. Let's this go. first one is uh, it's called Burn It Down This Time. All right. Stuck at the foot of this bridge Wondering where to go Should I walk across Take a chance Or burn it down Till there's nothing left I've got to make a move Cause if I don't Should I walk across this bridge, or do I burn it? 
like you know how good you sound in these. You don't even want to try them. I mean, I'll try them. Give them a little try. <laughs> I'll give the headphones a try. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe just the next one, and then if you don't like it, you know. All right. We'll try it out. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and mostly only for the talking part, you kind of have to lean in a little bit. Okay. Mostly for that. But the performance one, like, it's just because you didn't hear yourself. You sounded great. Yeah. And that's what awesome. we, were, we were talking about that earlier. We didn't, this is the first time we have a we have a, an audience, you know. I'm not trying to exclude you or anything. My, hey, my friends are here. Audience. My friends that are going to be on in a sec. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we were talking earlier about, about how, like, country sometimes is recorded just wrong mm-hmm. like the especially people that that are older and have something something that us kids can't recreate mm-hmm. and we're just recording it wrong it should be like this like just you you played that without without Amen, brother. you yes. played it you played it without uh uh without the headphones on like you you just you just heard yourself yeah. You were acoustic and a person. And you didn't even want the headphones. And I mean, there's something to be said about all that production. You know, it's got its place and it's got its time. But a lot of times when you have music, especially country music, which to me has always been about telling stories, right? And really diving into lyrics and just making you feel something. I sometimes think that just the natural route is, is song, so much better. A song is something you sing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Singing is, is a very... I don't know if it's human. I want to say it's a human quality, but birds sing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'll call out to birds in my backyard and they'll call back. You know what I mean? Are you the bird whisperer? Not Is that your secret? <laughs> <laughs> but if you do it, they'll, they'll do it. They're not, they're not dumb, yeah. you know, by any means. Wow. What else is going on here in Nashville with you? What else do you do? Tell us more about you. I don't even, I mean, I like the song. That's why I'm babbling. Well, That's why I'm babbling. But, uh, but what do you do in Nashville? Well, I've been in Nashville about seven years. I'm a singer-songwriter. I kind of call my style Americana Country. Americana and, uh, Country. Yeah, just really focused on lyrics and stories. It's kind of always been what I like to focus on when I'm writing and performing. Play around town. I uh, play regionally a little bit. I you know, play around the southeast, around Kentucky and Alabama and Florida. And I'm actually from Chicago, so I play up there a fair bit, too. How does somebody from Chicago get into country? So it's really funny. Is People ask hair? that. I mean, maybe <laughs> it, it might be. Hair? It I might know, be have, the red you hair. Have beautiful hair. Oh, it thank you. Great hair. Thank but you. What, how does that happen? You know, well, Chicago. You don't think country? You think hip hop or something? It's so funny because now country is huge in Chicago. Like it's a big thing. There's so many country really? bars opening. But when I was growing up, like I, you know, I'm a child of the '90s, and so when I was growing up, it wasn't the cool thing. But um, I first got into country because of Leanne Rhymes. I was young she is enough. She's pretty great. She's pretty great. I was young enough that when her album Blue came out, um, she did a Christmas special with it, and she had a little like two disc Christmas CD, and they did a commercial with the Looney Tunes, and I was like six or seven. So I was like, "That looks cool. I want that." And my mom got me that CD for Christmas, and I wore it out like. That is how I taught myself to sing country. That is how I you really learned what a voice was. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I've done that. And like when I was a kid, I remember I always loved Alice in Wonderland, the the yeah. 1951 movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you knew what I was talking about because those songs, amazing, just amazing composition. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the money or what it is, <laughs> but they got the best in the world, or they had the best. They still have some of the best in the world, but those compositions that, that they used to put on those things back in the day. My God. Mm-hmm. My God. Just makes you, you really feel the story. You know, you're not just watching it. You it was feel such a the big, story. It was such a big deal to, mm-hmm. to, 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 yeah, you feel the story. But it was such a big deal. Well, that's why I remember, I remember more of the songs than I do of the dialect. 
Alice in Wonderland. How do you get? Uh, should, am I not supposed to sing that? Right, I can't do that because then you can't let people download. I, mean, I don't even know what the rules are. I'm not supposed to like, you know what I mean? Because I, I want everybody. Are you okay with pe- if people download this? Oh, they can download it. That's there fine. we go. And I That's guess cool. you know, but not everyone is those those record people. Yeah, not everybody is. We're cool with it. Well, you know, in my in my non-music life, I actually work in music licensing, ironically enough. Oh, really? But, yeah. Well, tell us a little. Maybe you can fill me in because I, I yap about it every week, and I don't even know what I'm talking out my ass. It's good. I work for I work for songwriters. That's who I license. Yeah, no, we need. I, st- I still, it's not like I wouldn't like to license something if people are willing to pay. I know it's the wild, wild west, but if you're a huge company like Coca-Cola, I don't care. I, I want you to pay me. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. And it all depends on situation you know, and anything that supports musicians, basically. And it's so funny because I feel like one of the interesting things about being a songwriter and trying to do music, you know, full time is you really have to look at yourself as a business. And I mean, usually musicians were really like artistically driven and we're not, right. you know, super, we're usually left brained, you know, like we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you you know. don't want to think about the numbers like, ah. But you have to, you know, and so when yeah. you start thinking of your own music as... I get stressed before this podcast. I get a little bit like, <laughs> oh, man, I got to do the session part, too. It's not just the talking shit and, and getting yeah. a little drunk. It's not just that part. <laughs> there's but a it's lot fun, of, though. There's I don't a lot know. of logistics I've kind of, to it. I've learned to love it. You know, I really have because it makes you feel like you really are, like, empowered and in yeah. control of oh, yeah. what you're creating and putting out there. Right, and, and I like owning things, mm-hmm. you know. But let me ask you... Well, hold on. I just want need to move this oh, a little bit. Okay. I just saw it. I just feel like... An inch and a half, but and uh, what was I saying? Oh, oh, what do you do with the licensing? What is your job? Um, I work in general licensing for a performing yeah, you right don't have organization. To say who or anything yeah. like obviously. I work for a PRO, so I work in general licensing. So I. So what is that like? What, what um, it's what? basically whenever businesses want to use our music, use music at all, they need to have permission in place. Right. And so we provide that with a license. And they should, mm-hmm. because they're not doing it for fun. It's not some fourteen-year-old <laughs> kid that just is exploring life. No, they're trying to make a profit, and, and they I mean, should pay. And everyone uses music differently, you know, so it's, yeah. you know, it, it, it is dependent but on a lot But if you're making things, a profit but... of it, and it's because of the work of the artist, then they deserve a cut. But yeah, I mean, it goes back to you just have to value your music, you know? Yeah, and it is hard to define, like, pin down, like, okay, you should pay, you shouldn't pay, because it's all, at this point, a sort of introspective, like, moral reasoning that we're starting to apply to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when is it okay to, to share something like maybe somebody you know they would love this song and you share it with them and just make their day. Yeah. You know, I but, don't know. I mean, it's hard. It's it's one of those big questions that's going to be out there, I think, cuz it's, you know, music is something that everyone should get to enjoy. So I think it's going to be something that's in the dialogue and in the public realm for a long time yeah. because, you know, it's like even as someone that values my own music, like I want people to have it. If you want my CD, like I want you to have it. I want you to listen to it and enjoy it. So Or they could pay for it. To they support could, you. Which is great. You, you could sell it for $90, you know. I could sell my CD for $90. For $90. And only the people that want it, because no one's going to, maybe not as many people are buying your CD, but maybe if you sold it for $90, the people that would buy it just to support you would still buy it. I would hope so. I really would. I think so. I think that that's kind of what it's coming to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like sell it for 100 bucks, whatever. It's all on there for free anyways. So whoever wants to and has the money, we'll do so. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? They, they would. I know that there's people that would. That's why vinyl is making a comeback. That's exactly why vinyl is making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Exactly why. Something you can hold in your hand and something you can have. Yeah, makes you know a what I've never thought about. Like, well, our friend Jesse over here that's going to be on the podcast in like an hour. 
he showed up like two hours or three hours early and and like like I don't I didn't know I just quick responded and I was like well I still have to focus on one thing at a time you know what I mean and then it's like well maybe I could have put a mic on you guys but I don't know I still trying to showcase I don't know it's just it's just great that more people are here now like it used to be just me and was like someone like a friend because <laughs> no one at first no one wanted to do it and now like people are doing it well good and, it's exciting and yeah it is exciting we'll play us another song okay sure um, so this one I released an album last year speaking of CDs and music and all that good stuff. And I always say don't tell the other songs, but I think this one might be my favorite. (laughs) Uh, This one's called Rather Know Than Wonder. Storm clouds are building, trying to scare me up. Winds blowing in my face, but I know I can't stop. I can feel it coming, I can smell the rain. I can't try hiding from it, but I can't outrun it. It's running from you, useless as catching raindrops when they fall. Oh. 
Quarter tones at some point. Quarter tones. Yeah, when you said. I wish said, that'd be cool. No, you did when you said the word thunder. You, you're like thunder. It was well, cool. Thanks. It's all that good. It's all that good vocal uh, training. Like, well, here's a good question for you. You were talking about being a little kid, and then you heard a great country person, mm-hmm. right? And then you, uh, yeah, you could take them off. You don't have to have them on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you heard a great country person, and then you trained yourself to sound like that. Or you kind of kept doing it until you, you exhausted it to the point where you could do it. Yeah. What is that country accent? What is it? For those of us who aren't listening primarily to country, what is, like, I mean, I get it 60 years ago, like those recordings. I get, I get those. Mm-hmm. These nowadays, what is that accent? You know, nowadays... Country is so many things. I mean, it really is. Like, it is so many things that it's hard to say, you know, that it's music with a twang or that it's music with a fiddle or that it's a certain inflection. I mean, I really think it's about, in an interesting way, it's back to sort of what the heart of country music was, which was stories. stories, yes. Because, I mean, if you look at people like Sam Hunt, like, he does not sound country at all, but he's making it on country radio because he tells these stories. But that's why those accents existed mm-hmm. at, at that time that's mm-hmm. just the accent doesn't exist now like it does a little bit definitely you hear there's a southern accent for sure and it depends on kind of what branch of country you want to look at you know i mean it's do you think you have to use that accent though um i don't think you necessarily have to especially now kind of works yeah i think it's just it's really about feeling what you sing and it's about you know, I, I don't know if it's really a tangible thing that makes someone a pop singer versus a country singer. I yeah. think it's really the song, you know, and maybe the production, but I think it's the way you feel it. Yeah, like uh, Beth Crowley was on the podcast, and she was she was talking about um, Taylor Swift's like older record, mm-hmm. where she did have a twang, and mm-hmm. then it kind of went away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're just kind of trying to figure out what it is. It's interesting, because I mean... I, I like that it's there. It's culture. And I mean, I definitely like, you know, if people tell me sometimes that I sing with a twang, which I don't know if I necessarily sing with a twang. I think it's just the way you, you speak the words. And if it's a twang, if it's an inflection, I don't really know what it is. I know that, you know, you pick up a lot on the people that you listen to and your influences. So, you know, I guess that's where I get mine from. Because I grew up listening to, like, yeah. not just Leon Rhymes, but all of the greats. You know, I loved Patsy yeah, yeah. Klein and Loretta Lynn. And then in the 90s, we had so many great women. We had Leanne Womack. We had Trisha yeah, Yearwood. Women, women. I mean, so many amazing singers. So, I mean, that's what I You're was right. listening to. In the 90s, women killed it. Mm-hmm. Just hits left and right. And a lot of them were women. Mm-hmm. And even now. Like, one of the one of, like, one of of like my favorites right now is Rihanna. Yeah, I, she's I like great. her performances, and I like her vocals. And even the ones that she works on, like, part she wrote part of them. Mm-hmm. And she's an original and voice. She's, life, she has something yeah. to say. Oh, that's why you can go hear it live. Mm-hmm. It just blows your mind. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, what do you think country will, will turn into? You know, I think it's so funny because people have asked me that. And I think it's going to, everything goes in cycles, right? You know, I mean, even looking at pop and rock and hip hop and rap, everything goes in cycles with style and with production and with, you know, whatever. It's waves of just the world influencing music and music influencing the world and kind of just playing off of each other. But I think country is going to stay about the stories. You know, I think that's the theme that's kind of stuck. Isn't that just folk music though? 
I mean, it is to an extent. You know, country music was folk music. You know, original country and Western music or, you know, yeah, country and roots music was music of the people, which is folk, you know? I feel like it was folk music and then it became country music when they started um, specifically uh, pin- pinning down, like, this area mm-hmm. of the states. Mm-hmm. It was the, it's the country. Well, and I mean, the first country recordings, you know, were done as sort of like an ethnomusicological like enterprise, you know, where people were going out and recording these people. They're saying, okay, come meet us in Virginia or come meet us in West Virginia and we're going to record you, you know, and that's how we got the Carter family. And that's yeah, how we it got, was such a big deal. you know, a lot of these original people that were the first country artists. And I think it just grew from there. You know, it came from people had these instruments around, people had guitars, people had fiddles, people had, you know, different types of percussion, you know, not necessarily drum sets, but, and that's and how it started. they all had that accent. Mm-hmm. But yep. that's what I'm saying, like an area, like mm-hmm. it really was just because in this area, which is like here, like Tennessee, mm-hmm. people really, ex- especially, you know, in Hank Williams days, mm-hmm. those they, those accents were super prevalent. Yeah. Super. And they still are. They still linger. It's changing now. Yeah. Well, think? it's because everything's expanding. We're so much more global now. I mean, you could put something online in Tennessee and you can see it all over the world. Oh, yeah. You know, and so it's just, it's, it's so much more global. It's so interesting. That's how we're getting all these different sounds. I think it's pretty cool. It you is know? pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, and, and well, like I, I on SoundCloud, I have the version where well, I have to pay for uh, for it so that I can upload something mm-hmm. that's this long mm-hmm. and multiple of them. And it tells me that some people from in in India are listening. Isn't that cool? It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you kidding me? It's great. I get excited every week. And that's because we had uh, an Indian gentleman. His name is Attaboy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So he was on, and then just like people, just they just kept listening. That's so now cool. Now there's like someone in India here listening to country music. And he himself told me that when he first heard country music, it blew his mind because mm-hmm. it was new. Isn't that cool? It's amazing. And it's just something new to them. That's, I mean, that's, you and know, And their I've music got a... is new to ours. Like, it's, yeah. it's starting to come over and I want to figure out quarter tones. I want to try to sing them. I want to, they're, fun, they're really hard to do. Yeah. I'll just they like, are. you ever spend some time just trying it? I mean, I was a vocal major in college. I tried oh, every vocal thing yeah, you could hear. You know, so we go to these theory classes and never got it. Never got it down. But it's cool. And it's just, it's so interesting looking at how different people around the world use their voices in different ways to express things. I just, I love it. I think the voice is the most versatile instrument that's out there. And Definitely. It's very cool. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely the most versatile. You can't compare anything to the voice. The Not voice could mimic... When people are good at it, they could, it can mimic anything and any timbre. Mm-hmm. It's so flexible when it's, yep. when it's good at it. When you're Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Just what a crazy example <laughs> of a person. I mean, you can't even really compare to that. Didn't they just do some st- scientific study showing that he, like, scientifically, legitimately has, like, the most unique voice? The yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, I just uh, saw something about that online. <laughs> I stay away from those when uh, science gets too much into art. I think it's I cool, know. though. They, I don't really know how they did it. I only kind yeah, of... Yeah, like, like, I don't really see how you could do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's looking but at the frequencies and looking like at... his range is what you're saying? If it's just looking at his range, how does that prove that he had the most... Well, it's all vibrations. I mean, that's all your voices. Yeah, it's all vibrations. So you can study vibrations. You can break that down into sound waves. tone. Mm-hmm. Oh, how how on tone in tone in tone in tone? I mean, even look like at your computer right now. You know, you've got you know what Pro Tools running or whatever you mm-hmm. have going, and I mean, you can stretch those out and you can study each little sound wave and each hit of someone's voice. It's pretty cool. 
But they're only studying, like, they probably took, like, the top 100 vocalists that they know of. They didn't take, like, people in general. True. I don't know. That's what, say, that's what I mean. Like, science is all, it's fantastic, and I'm a supporter, but it's all within. It's just stay away from art. It's just, it's just, I'm just trying, I'm trying to do art is my point. Yeah. There you go. I'm trying to do art, and it just, it, it, bo- it boggles my mind, and it fogs it up, and I'm trying to, sh- I'll let them handle that, and I, I want to keep the car, you know, there and you the go. lights on, and there all that, go. but. But I also want to record some shit. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds good. <laughs> Play some of the song. Sure. Uh, was that one that you... Well, actually, you sent me one that I played last week on the podcast at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, I'll play that one next. Um, that one is also on that album I released last year. What's it called? You got to plug called, all that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah so the album is called, it's called Limitless, the showroom Limitless. sessions. It's on iTunes, I assume. It's on iTunes. Amazon, it's on Amazon. Everywhere. It's on Spotify. Spotify. Is it? Yep. You so can people stream can listen it, you can it right download now. it, get it on YouTube, got videos up there, um, get it on my website, which is AnnieKennedyCountry.com. We'll definitely put that up yeah. on Facebook. But, uh, this but yeah, song is called... this song is called Leave My Heart Better. Sleep. Cause it can't hide 
wasn't that a good song? We're trying to get a recording so I can cut it. You never Thank know. Thank you. You never know. Thank you. Appreciate it. That wasn't that her hit? <laughs> Thanks. Good. Damn Thank good you. song. Thank you. I'm proud of that one. Glad. Don't yeah. Right. And you got comfortable because you're like sitting where I wanted you to. Good. <laughs> All right. You, got, you know what I mean? Like that's what it was. Cool. You heard, did you like? Do you like the headphones on? Yeah, I like them for singing. It's a little weird to like hear the reverb the when you're just part. talking. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I forgot. I would have had it actually muted. Okay. I would have had it muted, and then you would have been playing without the reverb, which for some reason seems to work well. Like when you actually when oh, everyone always has the reverb on when you're recording, and mm-hmm. if you actually take it off, actually I feel like they do better. For some yeah. reason, you really hear your, hear the cracks. Mm-hmm. Some people well, because you f- can't count on that reverb to kind of like flood cheat it, that, to flood you know, it. like oh, it's close. It's like yeah, no, yeah. you have to be on your note. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what else are you doing here in Nashville? You got some other some more record plans or? Um, I'm probably getting back into the studio just to do a little two or soon? three song something soon this year. Yeah, I've got a, I'm playing at Music City Bar and Grill, I think next Monday. Next Monday, um, which is what date? That's a really good question, and I don't know the answer <laughs> to that. What's today? Wait, what's today? Today's the 9th, so yeah, Today's the, 16th. the 9th, so the 16th. I think that's right. I think it's it's either next Monday or the Monday after. It's all on my so website and on my Facebook. the 16th or the 22nd. Yeah. Or, uh, um, other than that, I'm playing at Natchez Hills Winery up at Fontenelle. What's 6 plus 7? 6 plus 7 is 13. There we go. So 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> math. I didn't know there was going to be math on this podcast. I know, right? Oh, I didn't sign up for math. Man. <laughs> Should have brushed up. <laughs> How many songs do you think you've written? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, it's got to be near 100 at this point. I mean, I write a fair amount. Maybe eh, it's probably more than that, actually. Because I write a fair amount. Like, I've been writing since college, and... I mean, I I do a lot of co-writing How old in town, are you, and if you don't mind, I'm 28. 28. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. You're really good at it for 28. You know what well, I mean? Well, thanks. <laughs> I saw, you know what I was talking about? Like the older guy I was hearing the other day. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he's had a bunch. Like he's probably it's been, a lifetime He's probably of been writing longer than I've lived. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. so interesting because I feel like I I write so differently now than I did a year ago, and I write so differently now than I did when I first moved to town seven years ago, and yeah. than I did in college ten years ago, and it's like, I can't wait to see what so much more lifetime gets what into my songs, do? you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Just I'm excited like, about that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I can't. I'll look you up. If I ever, or if we ever, we'll probably, like, still know each other. You never know that that kind of thing. I bet we will. You know what I mean? I say you meet someone in Nashville, you know each other forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but... It, also, we get along. You're like, no, also, bye. No, also, we get along. Not necessarily. Yeah, because I don't think that's necessarily the case. I've met some people that I didn't, you know what I mean? Fair enough. That yeah. I wouldn't want in my living room talking to me for an hour. But if you can just hang out, that's cool. Yeah, but liking somebody and hanging out with them are two different things. Sometimes like there, there are Very social true. events where you're just around somebody that you're like, oh. That's true. <laughs> Luckily, I usually have a guitar and I can just be like, oh, I got to go play. Bye. <laughs> Luckily, they usually always serve drinks. There you go. <laughs> Helps like, everything. Makes people social. I don't know. Exactly. Something about it's it. A weird, this is, alcohol is strange because it's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Hasn't it? Yeah. Thousands <laughs> of years. Are we getting like philosophical now on this? <laughs> <laughs> the Bacchus. God of wine. <laughs> God of wine. Is that what it is? Bacchus? Yeah. Greek? I think that was... I don't remember if that was Greek or Roman. I feel like nobody should quote me on well, that. He the, was one of them. The Romans, the Romans uh, took over Greek religion and then started incorporating Christianity into it. There you go. But it would have been Greek. Okay. So it would have been like 3,500 years old. So 3,500 years ago, they were already talking about 
the god of wine, mm -hmm. which means wine must have already existed for a thousand years. Exactly. And we've been writing drinking songs ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or they've been writing the songs. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the wine's been writing all the songs. <laughs> wine helps. Wine's written a few songs. How do you write a song? <laughs> That's a good question. It really just kind of depends. Sometimes it just kind of falls out. Like, mm. I mean, sometimes you're just so inspired and you can literally just grab a pen and a piece of paper and all of a sudden you have a whole song or you can pick up a guitar and just do mm -hmm. play through and you have a whole song. But sometimes you really have to like labor over it. Sometimes it starts as just a spark of an idea and you kind of have to like chase it and circle around but what it. Do you, what do you physically do? Like you sit down at a desk or sit down? Not nah, that's not a desk. Come on. With a guitar? Or? Usually I'll sit down with my guitar. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just sit down like if I just want to if I'm just writing, you know, a lot of times if I'm trying to come up with ideas just to kind of spark something, I'll just kind of free write or I'll, I'll just write different like random song title ideas or I'll do like word matching just to kind of spark an idea. And so I'll just start writing and then usually I'll pick up my guitar and start playing and melodies kind of come to me at the same time as words now. And so I usually do it all at the same time. You used time, to do words first? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I started. I would do I've lyrics first. I've never done that. Like mm -hmm. I've... Lyrics are so hard for me. I'll, I'll come up with something on the spot, like melodically, and then mm -hmm. change chords under it, and and just words. I just, I, I'm always double checking myself, and like, but you know how like you change as a person. You can say something, and then like, the next day something happened, and then your opinion changes. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm always like, I, I want I want to be right forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's that insecurity, like, what did I, do I really mean this? Do I not mean it? Then I want to, start, and then I start thinking about it, and then it's like, what? what? That's not, it's not the right way of doing it. The thing that I found with lyrics is, like, when I'm happiest with, you know, a song, like, yeah. when I'm, when I feel like, yes, this is something that, like, I'm going to put my stamp on, and, you know, I can record or I can play out and be good with, yeah. is, it's always the most authentic and the most oh, true definitely. songs like it doesn't have to be a true story you know like it doesn't have to be something Honestly, that happened word for word win. but yeah yeah but just authenticity is what helps because i mean i think we've all sat in rooms if we're writers where we're trying to write a song and you're you know you're just writing something to write something or you're writing something never, to fit oh wait, i've done that work. by myself have you ever done those right you know how here in nashville there's a bunch of like writing situations where you can show up and meet other people and write together yeah how does that go i've never done that I mean, I've, I don't know if I will. I've done a fair amount of that. I do a lot of co-writing and, you know, you just meet different people and... Co-writing, yeah. But you know those rooms where it's like five people, five, five, like even just five already sounds like a lot to me. Five is a lot. I've done, I think that's the most I've written with in one room was five and that was too many because it's like too many cooks in the kitchen. How many you know? do you need? So what's a good amount? I mean, that really just two? depends. I like two and three. Two I and like three, three co-writes. I like co-writes with three people. I think those are fun and mm. like, especially... It's funny because I've always said that co-writing is a lot like dating. You kind of have to like try it out. You like meet someone and you write for the first time. And sometimes it's amazing right off the bat. And you have this great chemistry. And you're like knocking songs out left and right. And it's like, yes, this is amazing. Well, there we go. It, all, it does have to do with whether or not you like the mm -hmm. person. Well, not necessarily because I, you know, you can write well with people who you don't necessarily like. But if you have good you creative chemistry, I got, you know. I, well, you have more experience than I do because I've never... That I've depends on the person, though. I mean, if they're a terrible person and, like, you can't be in a room with them, it's like, oh, okay, this isn't going to work. But What if they just sent you, like, MP3s, like, look what I did. And you never even, it's all, like, email. You never even spoke to the person. I've done that, actually. Yeah? Yeah. It's different. It's For me, it's a lot harder. Um, but it's, I kind of like the challenge of it. Like, the last time I did it, um, I was doing, like, a songwriting class. Um, and we got paired up with people. And I happened to get paired up with someone who didn't live in town. 
And so we were writing by Why email. Why are they doing that? They don't live in town. Well, because it's... Because it's Nashville? Yeah. And I mean, it was an online so. class, so anyone oh. could take it. Oh, oh. It was just happened to be I mean, based in Nashville. Yeah. So it was a Nashville class. Like, I could have gone yeah, yeah, yeah. and sat in the class, but they webcast it every day. Oh, so it's so, just email. Entirely. Yeah, so we emailed and we did a couple of Skype sessions, but it was mostly email and it was really interesting. It's just different. It makes you think differently and it makes you function differently and just from a like... How was the Skype? Was it awkward? Uh, I mean, maybe for the first couple minutes, because you're kind of like, eh, can you see all like my dirty laundry in the corner? Yeah, like, yeah. do I need to clean my house? What's going I on? Know, right? But overall, I mean, it's just uh, with creativity, I feel like it's like anything. It's like a muscle and you have to work it out and you have to try different things to keep it strong and to keep growing. And so, I mean, I like things that are challenging in different ways because it just makes you stretch outside your comfort zone. And I feel like that's how you get your best creative stuff, you know? You also think back on it and reflect on whether or not what you did was worth anything to the other person. Well, that's exactly it. You have a responsibility to this other person. Right. And it's so hard. Like sometimes you get into a co-write and you just both sit there and it's like crickets are chirping and, then, and yeah. you're like, well, <laughs> I could start with a G, maybe a D. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Well, that's why I want to get into quarter yeah. tones. Like, like I want to start with a, I don't know, with a something. Yeah. But, you know, the Beatles did that. They had so many chords, and mm-hmm. they would start songs with amazing chords, mm-hmm. and they they understood that. Yeah, I mean, there's so much you can do mm. harmonically, and, I mean, I'll be honest, I usually stick to pretty simple harmonic stuff, you know, especially if I'm playing guitar on it, because, I mean, I'm just a rhythm player. Like, I'm not a born-and-bred guitar player. Like, I don't yeah. ever pretend to be, but, I mean, I feel like I try to make up for it in melodies that are really interesting and different yeah, oh, that's and go different important places. Thing. Have you ever tried, like, maybe, like, you know how you said that the last record that you did, you it's no auto tune, just everything like just together. Everyone's mm-hmm. playing like a real band. Mm-hmm. That's great. What if you did that and then you like muted the acoustic guitar? You know what I mean? Like because you need it to play, right? And if you don't, if you're not playing it, it's, not necessarily. I didn't always. No? I didn't play on all the tracks. Oh, have you ever and- tried that then? Like just like everybody, like everybody else filling the bed of music, and then you just sing like just like because you do have a nice voice. Thank you. And your songs are good. Thank and you. And your pitch is correct. Like, what, why not just be a vocalist then? If yeah. you're, you know I mean, what we've I mean? done it. I just I like it because I can kind of do what I want. Like I can yeah. go do stuff like this, and I'm not relying on. That's a band a, that's and, definitely important. I'm not mm-hmm. saying to drop the guitar. Yeah. I'm just saying like record a record like that. Put like, down the guitar. <laughs> no, I just mean like you could you could get a you could, like you have good songs, so you could get someone to. I guess I'm just thinking like as a producer, I was like, mm-hmm. what if I take Annie Kennedy and then like her, her band and then, or, or, you know, whatever, just get Annie Kennedy and a great drummer and a bass player and a pianist. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Boom. the last album, Write so the process, chart for them. I'm sorry. That'd be, no, 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 that's okay. I like it. I like you're excited. Isn't that good? That Think is about good. It. I have a piano right there. Yeah. Boom. Get a drummer and then you and a pianist and a bass player in that other room. That'd be awesome. So the last one, our process on it, we did two days of recording. We did 10 songs. And we did everyone in, like, the way the studio is set up, it's, like, like one room, so there's glass doors separating. So, like, I was soloed by myself, you know, in a room, and I was doing rhythm and scratch vocals. And then we had the drums and the guitar in one room, and then we had bass in another room. But it feels like you're all in the same room because the way the studio was set up. Yeah. And so we did all of that tracking live. Yeah. And then we went back and did overdub. So, like, I sang, like... I mean, that's the thing we spent the longest on was the vocal tracks on those. I mean, we worked vocals for probably about two or three months afterward, getting them perfect. Really? Mm hmm. Yeah, because they're so, like, that's the thing. Just worked on them, yeah. Worked on different things. And I mean, did background vocals and. uh, You see, but that's super studio still. Like, I love the studio and I love, I love how crystal clear these great, and that this, 
I'm, I'm talking into a, an SM57 right now. I love how great it is. I love that it's going to last me for years, and I love that someone like me could have could have even afforded it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And just imagine a situation that's like a studio situation, but since no one's getting paid, <laughs> it's just for fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I think the recordings that come out after it, yeah. and that's I, what I'm trying to just capture promote. something. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? And that's kind of the new music industry. Yeah. Because people like me can record. Like, I'm a nobody. Mm-hmm. You don't know me. I'm not, I don't have any, like, special recordings. Oh, I recorded this song. I recorded this person. Who cares who I am? You just came because you like playing music, and I just told you, hey, just come over, play some songs, and I'll record you. Yeah. Sounded great. Right? But yeah. we could we could do that in larger situations. That'd be super cool. And then that's put the it on thing. a pen drive. That'd be awesome. See, like, I'm so into stuff like that, because I love just different creative outlets for your music, you know? I think it's great. That's yeah. what I've been trying to do with this. Like, I want to eventually take some of the tracks, like mm-hmm. this past song that you just did that I think sounds fantastic. Thanks. We easily clip that, mm-hmm. have you come over, do some backups, and add bass and drums to it. And then put, put them all on Pendrive and have like 10 different artists. There you, you know? go. And the reason I say Pendrive is because no one wants CDs anymore. And we put it on a Pendrive, it could be super interactive. It could be like the new record yeah. for contemporary purposes. You know what I mean? You could go into folders, you could split them up, it could, you could have artwork. You could have your website links, and then every artist that was on it could have its own thing. It could be like a whole interactive thing. You could spend hours on it, just it like a record. It could be really cool. Right? It'd be like back in the day. Like, Do you remember when for like 30 seconds they did interactive CDs? You know, like I remember I had an NSYNC one because I am a child of the 90s and I loved NSYNC. Like you would pull it up and it would have like music videos and like booklets and like fun facts about the band. Yeah. Because you started being able to put them into your computer. Exactly. Not because it was in a CD player. So you're right with that. You know, it's like a pen drive. With a drive, I mean, you can do so much with it and you can store so much more on it with content. Yeah. And and they're they're getting way cheaper than they used to be. Mm -hmm. Remember, they used to be like. A hundred bucks or whatever I remember in high school, I had a class where we had to get one. And I mean, I think, you know, you get like, what, like a little one gig one to start. It was like 75 bucks. One gig was ridiculous. And now it's like, you can, (laughs) I bought a terabyte hard drive for like, I don't like 150 bucks or something, you know, know. like a terabyte. Who needs that much storage? But I know, you know, it's like, well, well, I was like, I might as well. Like, I know (laughs) who like most people don't need that much storage. Even with these podcasts, I'm recording two a week and, and they, they take up like, immense memory that you couldn't have even thought of in the 90s but not a terabyte <laughs> but not, oh my god but it doesn't take up a terabyte right no. wow it's i'm excited for all of that and i think i'm excited for the fact that maybe we could we could come together as musicians and i think musicians will be running the music industry mm-hmm. and we could come together and, and monetize it in the way that we want to do it and I think that's the thing, like creative people, when they come up with new outlets and ways to promote themselves and their own thing, it's going to spread. And I feel like that's how, you know, the new music industry is going to thrive. You know, it's through new ideas and through creative yeah, people. Yeah, we're, do- we're doing it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are running it now, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm t- I was thinking of also starting to host on Tuesdays, like I'm going to start having like a calendar on the wall or something, let people sign up if they ever come to It's like, oh, you know, next month I'll come back. Yeah. And then we're like going to do like songwriting things. That'd be cool. Right? It's all about, I mean, that's the thing about Nashville. It's like, it's hard because there's so many other songwriters and musicians here. And it's, you know, you. That's the only reason I could do this though. Yeah, because there's so many. But that's the thing. It's such a great community. Like, I've not found that anywhere else where you truly have a sense of community and people want to do things for each other and help each other. And just people are so into just creating. It's pretty awesome. Well, because I think that they move here. 
And then you realize like that's nothing else other than that than to create and work with other musicians because you're not just gonna get into a studio. You need to have money. You can. There are a lot of studios, but you either need to pay, mm-hmm. and the ones that will do it really well, or not even necessarily. There's a lot of people that do it well, but the ones that you moved here trying to get into, they're not necessarily interested. So you're left with all these other bohemians just like yourself you that find your here. creative class though right like it's i feel like it's like a class like almost like in high school or college you know it's like you kind of come up with the people like you all are kind of in the same like peer group at the same time right like you've all moved to town in the last couple of years and you're all kind of finding your we're footing we're all still excited and, we're all yeah. still willing to put the work and it's into like it. you find each other and you work together and you kind of like move up together it's been really fun you know and it's like i'm at a point where i'm starting to see some friends have great success and it's really exciting because it's like it's like we've all been working so hard and so when you see the people that you've been working with getting there it's kind of like okay we can do this like yeah keep and going you have a little a little like a little base that could support you mm-hmm. like if you do a concert somewhere and then you're you even if just 10 of your friends goes it's just a difference yeah and and i mean that's that's the one unfortunate thing about concerts around here or like small venues sometimes you might just be in a room full of musicians i don't think that's unfortunate though i think it's pretty cool you know People that appreciate I mean, the music. I don't mean unfortunate and... that there's people that are there to listen. Unfortunate in the in the sense that you, or at least I do. I want, I want other other people other than musicians. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because I'm trying to entertain people in general and mm-hmm. make people happy. That's I hate to say it. That's why I feel like I get out of Nashville to play shows, just because it's like because it's regular I feel people. Like eight and ten people in Nashville are musicians, yeah. and it's like so that's who your your crowd's yeah. gonna be, but. I don't know. I kind of love it. It kind of makes you step up your game because it's like, okay. That I, too, though. Like, that's, yeah. I that's, can't suck. Like, everyone yeah. else here plays and You're right. Sings. That's the way to look at it. It's actually do it. Like, I can't be bad. I can't be bad. Yeah. It's good. It's a good environment. It's good pressure. Someone yeah. said it the other day in Naughty Water. That was another band that was here earlier um, or some other week. They said that it's a good home base. Yes. It is a good home base. It's a great home base. It's a great right? place to be Making and to create. Com- and- we're making our little ant ant pile or whatever yeah what is it called ant farm yeah exactly <laughs> we're making it up and it's just musicians are running it and i really love that I, i'm in nashville because it feels like it's it's gonna some like it's like it's all boiling it's starting to boil mm-hmm. and it's here it's exciting not in la you know it's not hollywood it's it, in new york is great but it's not in new york either it's for some reason like we're the it city right now, so there, I mean things are a, happening. There's, dude, there's yeah. something in the air. There's an energy here right now. There's, it's, something there's in the air. so many people and moving here. Flocking here, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just it's a good vibe. And on that note, play us another tune. Sure, I can do that. Let's see. I'm gonna play you a newer song. Yes. This one, I came up with this idea. I wrote it with a friend of mine, um, Olivia West. Let me close this door real quick. Okay. So I'd come up with this idea, and it's kind of a different take on, you know, everyone knows the Cupid story, right? Cupid shoots his arrow, and you fall in love. And I was like, man, what if Cupid was just, like, messing with you? And he was just using you for target that practice. That might have been the original, the original story. I don't even know the whole story. I don't either. It's also but a Greek thing, isn't it? Probably. I really don't know. But that's how this came about. It's called target practice. Chasing me all over 
there's no safe place to hide crushes is that what you're saying <laughs> not anymore i'm engaged now <laughs> well you're 28 well when did you write this song you said it was new yeah wrote it in the last couple months last couple months yeah 
That like is I said, what, not everything's based want. on like true true stories, but well, it's based in fact. Come you know, on. that's what people do. We you know watch a movie and then get a crush. Well, exactly, and it's like I mean I can tell you like you know before I met my fiance, it felt like geez, like there are no good guys out there anywhere, and it's like. Loser, loser, loser. No. Nah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you draw on your own, like, past life experiences and everything. And sometimes it's from friends. Sometimes it's from movies. Or you, like, I read a lot. So sometimes, you know, you get inspiration from reading. I mean, just as long yeah. as it's authentic. You yeah, know, you I feel like if you can tell a true story. A too. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. If you read the whole thing. There you go. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you read a lot? Yeah, I read a decent amount. I read a lot of, like, I read a lot of science stuff. You know, I know earlier we were talking about science stuff. I'm like, enough with the science stuff. But I read a lot of science stuff. I tend to read a lot of nonfiction. That's cool. Like how to do this and how to do that and stuff like that. And I don't read enough fantasy. And I love fantasy. Yeah. I love it in movies and I love it in music. I also don't watch a lot of movies. But maybe that's just a time thing. Is it? I was going to say, it's hard because, I mean. How how many hours? Like how long does it take you to read like a nice 300-page book? You know. I mean, that really depends. I hate to say it. Most days, it's like I read before bed, and then I fall asleep, and I have to, like, reread the chapter. So it's like I read when I can because I love it, and it really does inspire me, and it, like, feeds me. I actually just finished reading this awesome book. It's by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's the author that wrote Eat, Pray, Love. You remember that book and that movie? I do. Um, And it's it's a nonfiction book, and it's her uh, basically take on creativity and the creative process. It's called Big Magic. And I just finished it recently, and it's so good. And it's such... What did you learn? Um... It's just really cool because she talked about different cultures, like ways of creating, and she talked about her own personal philosophy, which I've I'd seen her TED talk on it, so I kind of uh-huh. like knew, you know, she thinks that creativity's like if she's writing a novel, say she thinks it's out there already, and her job is to like channel she's it, got and to that pull whole it down, like God and, perspective where yeah, and she talked about it in so many different terms. You know, she said you know you could call it God, you could call it. You know, the universe or spirituality. It's out there and you're just sort of, sort of radio antenna that just kind of feeds feeds and it's, to it. And it's learning how to, like, pull it in. And I actually can really kind of, like, agree with that. Because when you're writing, like I said, sometimes it just falls out of you. And it's yeah, like you can't write it fast that's enough. That's definitely the case. And then I feel like you're just so in tune with, like, whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to communicate right there. But sometimes you just are kind of like circling it and you have this like feeling or you're like close to it, but you have to really work at it and you have to like write around it, at least for songwriting. You know, like you're kind of trying different melodies and trying different things and it's like you're circling the target yeah, trying to get there. Yeah, you're circling what you already think is, yeah. is, or you already sense that is out there. That's yeah, probably more... It was an more, interesting book. It was really inspiring. Well, that's probably more true, mostly true most of the time. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I also like the whole... I mean, not that I like it, but it's interesting that some people think of it like, oh, like I am God. You know, and I'm making something up. And aren't you kind of playing God? But it all, I guess it all depends on introspectiveness, like how you're looking at it. And if you're looking at it like, no, it's already there. I sense it. I'm not playing God. I'm just kind of a channel. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I've never seen it as that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian person and I believe in God. And, you know, that's what I believe. I know other people believe in different higher powers or don't or believe in the universe or believe in love. And I think as long as you believe in something, it's like you're channeling that, you know? And it's like, I think there's always divine inspiration. And I think, you know, it's like... I have that feeling towards it. I feel like, I feel like what that, what you were saying about that book was like, I feel like that when I'm making something, like it's like there's something I'm circling, Mm -hmm. whether that's my subconscious or whether that's God, I don't know, but there's something special. There's that magic, which is why she calls it there. But there's something in the universe that you're trying to like latch onto. Yeah. Trying to be a part of, like there's all this, there's all these frequencies happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're kind of an overtone. 
Yeah, that's an interesting way know. to look at it. Kind of working within the boundaries of what's already happening. Yeah. And it's like, that's the thing with writing, and that's why I like it. It's all about inspiration, but sometimes you have to work to get to inspiration. You know, it's like sometimes I'll be sitting there, Definitely. I'm like, I have nothing to write about. Like, I need to write a and song that's today. That's why the Greeks and have talked about, I don't know, we nothing. keep referencing, <laughs> I keep referencing the Greeks just because we brought them up. And yeah. I actually love, not that I know much about it, but like, well, I, I took a class once, Not make, doesn't make me an expert, <laughs> but I, I read something about Roman culture, mm-hmm. which meant I also had to read stuff about the Greeks. But just their their whole idea on having a muse, mm-hmm. you know, that, and, and and they focused a lot on music actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, sculpting too, actually sculpting. A lot and, of the higher yeah. arts. I mean, and it's just it, it's kind of true, and you can look at it any way you want. But it's like your inspiration's like your little buddy that's like either working with you or like fighting you every step of the way. Isn't but it, if you yeah. figure out a way to like always work with them, isn't it beautiful? Well, they just gave it so much respect, and it's also beautiful that uh, their gods were art-based mm-hmm. or just or passion-driven, you know, like war and, you know, whatever it was, lust and creativity and music and whatever. They have gods for that. Mm-hmm. For That's everything. That's pretty great. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting, especially when you read a lot of, like, the Greek mythology and stuff. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's, just, it's always been, like, that's so creative to me, too. Like, everything is inspiration for something. Yeah, cool. you appreciate it being mm-hmm. an artist. But. Yeah. Place, uh, let's see what time this time we have. Uh, dang. This is an hour. So maybe play, play a short one? No, no, no. There's no, <laughs> no, there's no time limit to it. I keep it around an hour. So at yeah. an hour, I'm like, play us one or two. You can play us two more without me talking between them. I'll do, I'll do one more. This is okay. one that I like to end my shows with. Okay. It's, uh, it's one that I wrote a long time ago. I wrote it in college, um, believe it or not, as part of a class. Huh. And I wrote it, it was like, it was the first time I'd ever co-written, I think, and it was we had to co-write with people, and so I wrote with two people who actually ended up both moving here as well, and are still really good friends, and they're both really creative. One's a musician, and one works in the music industry, um, and I just, we just love this song still, so I, I've ended up shows with this for a long time. It's called Getting Over You. Sitting there alone in the bed. 
listening to that and I was still thinking about like, man, I'm thinking like, like you could be singing in here, bass player over there, and then like a couple <laughs> guitarists over there doing rhythm and lead. That'd be awesome. It just, oh, it would work because this is a great foot tower. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. It yeah, it is a little bit. It's super old school and thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a good song. Well, uh, any more promotions? You got your, your new record, the one, that, one you did last year? Did it last year. You can get it on iTunes. It's called it Limitless, Limitless, The Limitless, Showroom Sessions. Annie Kennedy. Check me out online. It's at AnnieKennedyCountry.com. I've got Facebook. I've got Twitter. I've got Pinterest, if you care what I'm attempting to cook this week. It's always exciting. <laughs> nice. And then, and then you're uh, coming up with something soon? Hopefully soon. Get back in the studio soon to do a short little, I think, three song, just kind of mini EP. So I don't know when. No no official dates on that yet, but keep your I eyes might, open. Well, I might want to do that, that pen drive idea before you know it because I already have a bunch of recordings. There like, you go. I might want to take that, the leave my heart better than you found it. One. All right. You know, maybe yeah. we could do that. Well, we'll stay in touch. Cool. Thank Sounds you. good. Thank you. Spotlight again, my friend And I hope I'm just as bold as a mouse I'm in the spotlight again, my friend And I hope I'm just as bold as a mouse There's nothing wrong with the world today I'm just as bold as a mouse I'm so exposed But I'm pretty fucking quick and now I'm on my own again I hope I'm just as bold as a mouse And now I see the light of day And I hope I'm just as bold as a mouse There's nothing wrong with the world today I'm just as bold as a mouse I'm so exposed But I'm pretty fucking quick there's nothing wrong with the world today I'm just as bold as a mouse As far as I'm concerned Hey, okay, so we just made that song up just a sec ago And basically because we don't have any or enough content So, if you have a song Record it any which way you want on your phone, however, yeah, email it to MCS. I haven't even stopped recording. This is all just one take, and we just wrote it. So just anything. We love songs. If you can record it on your phone or on Pro Tools, it does not matter. Send us the song at mcspodcast at gmail.com. Send it on Facebook. We got Instagram and Twitter. And we'll put it up. We want to hear We just need your permission, and, and we'll put it up. music with everyone, so. Thanks, Thanks. guys.